Welcome to Real Mom Talk, a show that brings a little sanity, help, and humor to the insanity we feel as a mom. I'm your host, Alicia Carlson, and I want to dig in and talk to you about what it is that is holding you back from being the mom you want to be. Is it mom anger, anxiety, or just complete overwhelm? Well, girlfriend, we're going to change that. Together, we'll move you from feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, and stuck to tapping into the joy of motherhood. So get ready to snort, laugh, dig deep, and be soul-fueled with Real Mom Talk. My friend, you are on your way to being that freaking awesome, happier mom you were meant to be. Welcome back to Real Mom Talk. I am recording from Dorado, Puerto Rico, where my family and I are staying for a month to avoid the winter cold in the suburbs of Chicago. I am currently watching my boys wrestle around in the water and play water football in the ocean while I am recording this from the corner of our yard. And it is just lovely here, but I thought that today would be a really great time to talk about taking responsibility for our emotions. And the reason why this is so pertinent to today is because in the place where we are staying, we have rented a beach house. Our family has the entire main level. It's a two bedroom. All three boys are sharing a bedroom. They think it's the greatest thing ever. Anyways, above us, there have been families that have moved in and out over the course of the two and a half weeks that we've already been here. And one morning, Dylan, our middle child, says to me, Mom, we have new neighbors upstairs, so you can't yell. I just looked at him thinking, are you kidding me? In fact, I'm pretty sure I said that to him. Are you kidding me? Do you really think I want to yell? Maybe if you listened, maybe if you obeyed, maybe if you paid attention, maybe if you were nice to your brothers, maybe then I wouldn't have to raise my voice and yell and get upset. It's not something that I want to do. And as I'm saying this, my reply, it was snappy, but it was true, or at least in my mind, it was true. But then I got to thinking about it and I realized that both Dylan and I were right. I wouldn't have to yell if my boys listened, if they paid attention, if they were kind. But even though they're not listening and they're not being kind, doesn't mean I have to yell to get their attention. It doesn't mean that I have the right to be unkind in my response to them. So when my boys were toddlers and we had moved to the suburbs of Chicago, I had joined a mothers of preschoolers group. And these ladies were everything to me. They were the only people I knew in the area and they were going through the same stage of life that we were with all of these little kids and we were all basically trying to make it through our days the best way possible, putting God first, being kind to our family and trying to keep the sanity. But at some point, there had been a Facebook conversation amongst the moms from this Mother's of Preschoolers group. And something about that conversation was how I just wish my kids would listen. I feel like such a mean mom. And I remember that my friend Megan had replied back, isn't it great that we aren't raising little robots? Um, what? No. No, it's not great. If they were little robots, if they listened to what they were told, if they did what they were supposed to do, then I wouldn't have to be so mean. I wasn't a super fan of that comment during my boy's toddler years. I mean, come on, it's not like I want to be short-tempered and nag and yell. Little robots? No, I didn't think of them that way, but it would have probably made life a lot easier. 
But at the same time, I really greatly appreciate Megan's comment because being the fiery, feisty person that I am, being told when to jump and how high to do it would not go well with me. Which brings me back to my response to my son when he told me that I couldn't yell now because we had neighbors. Basically, if I can't control myself enough to not yell and I'm 42 years old, how on earth can I expect my 12, 10, and 8-year-old boys to control their childhood tendencies and obey all mom's rules and requests? The whole idea behind not yelling is developing self-control, not putting the pressure on your kids to make you happy. So last year, we went to Maui for two weeks in February, and... Maui is my absolute happiest place on earth. It is the place that I mentally picture and escape to when I need a minute or when I need to find my calm. My husband and I had gone to Maui on our honeymoon and for the last 14 years I could picture the beauty of the island, the way I feel on the island, the island vibe. There's just something so lively in my spirit when I picture Maui. And so that is my happy place. And last year when we went and we took the boys, they were 11, 9, and 7 years old. I kept thinking, oh, this will be so great. They'll understand why mom loves the island so much, why I play Hawaiian music when we're at home, and and just how wonderful this is. So they'd been to Oahu before. They were much younger. But there was just a different vibe about Maui than even Oahu. And I just, I was so excited to experience this with them and to see their reactions and responses and to now make them a part of this happy place that I always picture in my mind. But at one point, as we were driving down the road, the boys were in the backseat. They were bickering. They were acting like siblings. They were acting like kids. So I told them, Boys, this is Mama's happy place, and you are not going to ruin it for me. Yes, my words were really that selfish. Because rather than drawing from the island the vibes and the sunshine and the peace that I feel in my soul while I was physically present in my happy place and figuring out a way to include the boys in that, I instead isolated myself. And I put the blame on the boys to not ruin this amazing tropical paradise for me. I mean, seriously, who did they think they were? How dare they take this happy place from mom? Or at least that's how I felt mentally. While I was trying to tell myself that I wanted to share in this experience and while I wanted to make the boys part of this happy place that I always picture, I was not physically allowing that to happen. I was blame shifting the unhappiness that I was feeling at that moment towards my kids because they were the ones bickering. They were the ones acting like little turds in the back seat. They were just being kids. And here I am, the adult, that rather than taking responsibility for my responses, for my emotions, I was taking it out on the boys. You are the problem. You are making me unhappy. You, 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 you. How many times do we do that? Whether we're in our happy place on our island or wherever we are, how many times do we blame shift our negative responses on others? You know, I see this happen in my kids a lot. Our middle child, he's a very fiery, feisty little soul like I am. And any time there's an issue, he throws out, my brothers did this, my brothers did that, my brothers are making me mad. And in realizing this in myself and in seeing this in my child, 
I think, how much better would we be able to respond to things if we learn to take responsibility of ourselves, of our emotions, of our responses, of our reactions? What does it actually mean to be responsible for your feelings, to be responsible for your reactions? Basically, it boils down to this. Being responsible for your own emotions means creating a new belief that whatever feeling comes from you, comes from you and not from someone else. Does that make sense? For me to be responsible for my feelings, it means that instead of blame shifting and saying, my kids are making me mad, I need to realize that whatever I'm feeling comes from me and not from someone else. I'm just going to be real honest here when I say it is really hard to not want to displace the negative feelings that we feel on someone else. But we have to be aware, we have to be mindful of why we're feeling the emotions that we feel. Yes, someone may be doing something that causes us an emotional pain that hurts us, but they may not even realize that they're causing that hurt, that they're causing that pain. We're feeling that pain. We're feeling that hurt because of how we take it in, because of our past experiences, because of our self-image. So I want to give you some ways to help you work through this, to own your reactions, to be responsible for your feelings. And that way, it will not only help you feel better, honest to goodness, it will help you feel better but it will build and strengthen and continue to develop your relationships with those that you're closest to. Because rather than blame shifting, you're gonna say, I realize that you're not doing this to hurt me. How can I respond to you in a more positive way to develop, to build, to strengthen our relationship? So let's work through, let's take some steps to own our reactions, to own our feelings, to own our emotions. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to create an intention every day, every morning when you wake up. I want you to intentionally think or to include it in your morning quiet time with God. Lord, today I want to be intentional about my emotions. I want to be intentional about my responses. Today I will work to own my experience. And I will take responsibility for my emotional, my physical, my mental, and my spiritual well-being. Today, I am going to own my feelings and not displace them on someone else. By daily telling yourself to do this, by daily saying, I am going to be intentional to be this way in all of my reactions, in all of my communications, in all of my responses, when you decide to take the responsibility for that, your mindset is going to shift. You're going to realize that your happiness depends on you and rather than letting something that your kids do or your spouse or the negativity of maybe the cashier at the grocery store. Rather than letting somebody else displace their negativity or their bad attitudes or their struggles on you, you're going to say, I've got this. Lord, help me to realize that I am in control of myself and I'm asking you to help give me strength to have self-control. Being intentional with your mindset first thing when you wake up in the morning can change the trajectory of your entire day. 
this is something that you won't just hear on today's podcast, but the things that we talk about, everything we think about, how we think of ourselves, how we view others, how we perceive the world around us, when we change our mindset, it will change the trajectory of our future. And so that is going to be something that we focus on every single day, being intentional on how we want to act and react. The second way to own your reactions and your emotions is to be mindful. Be mindful of how you feel. So I was having a conversation with my life coach yesterday, and as she and I were talking, I'm going to be honest, this is something that I still struggle with. I still struggle with being calm with my boys when I see them fighting, when I see them being mean to each other, especially when I see them being physically mean or mean to the point that they are beating each other's self-esteem down. I am never okay with that. I'm never going to be okay with that. And my first response is that mama bear comes out and just goes into full attack mode. And so as I'm talking to my life coach yesterday about this, you know, there were some instances here even in Puerto Rico, even when the sun is shining and life is great, that our boys were being just mean to each other. And I was starting to lose it. And rather than going to my happy place, rather than doing the steps I know I needed to do, I was waiting until I was in full attack mode to remember, oh yeah, Alicia, you did not want to be this way. You wanted to be calm. You want that to be your first reaction. And for many of us moms, that is not how it goes. And so as I'm talking to my coach and I'm sharing these things like, you know, it's really hard to be able to share with my audience, with my listeners, with my readers, to be calm when I still have problems staying calm. How do I do that? This is still not the initial reaction that I want to have. And I love what she said to me. She said, I want you to be mindful of how your body feels when you start to feel angry, when you start to get upset or frustrated. And we realized that I was waiting until after I was reacting in full react mode to try to back it down and bring myself back and to pause and to go to my happy place and to pray it out and to just take a moment to be intentional. I was waiting to do that until it was too late, basically. And she said, become mindful. You know that when your boys are being rude or being mean or in a WWF wrestling match with each other, you know how your body starts to feel, that your blood starts to boil, that you might start feeling hot, that you might get sweaty, whatever it is, whatever your body feels, maybe you're scrunching your face, maybe you're scowling. Whenever you start to feel that twinge of irritation, of frustration, of anger, pause right then. Push the pause button. Do not continue to react. Be mindful of how you feel. Be mindful of your body. Be mindful that your heart is racing and that you are starting to feel very unpleasant physically. My friends, mindfulness is key to owning our reactions, to taking responsibility for our reactions, for our emotions, for our feelings. When we are mindful of how we feel internally, it is at that moment that we can decide to follow that intention that we've thought about, that we've meditated on, that we prayed for help with. That is when you start thinking about how you are going to be intentional in that moment. It's not after you react. It's not after you respond. It's not after you get snarky. It's not after you scream or yell or give punishments and consequences. 
You need to be intentional as soon as your body starts to feel unpleasant. And doing that means that you need to be self-aware and you need to be practicing the art of mindfulness. Take the time to notice your bodily responses because then you'll have more freedom to choose how you respond rather than reacting out of habit. The third thing that you can do to own your emotions is to stop lame shifting. That's where we started this podcast episode when I was saying our kid is just like, hey mom, you have to stop yelling. We have neighbors. And I blame shifted. Immediately I went to, if you didn't make me mad, if you didn't, blah, 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 blame shifting. Those might be the things that make us angry, make us feel anger, make us lose our crap, but it's not the other person's fault. When we stop blame shifting, we need to start realizing that this is our own emotional response. It is not someone else's fault that we are sensitive to particular behaviors. We have to realize that we have built up this habitual mental pattern that arises when you perceive a situation or when you're experiencing negative feelings in your body because somebody else has hit your hot button. It's not their fault. It is our own perception of this. And so we need to rein in the desire to blame someone. We need to stop being self-righteous and saying, this isn't my fault. You made me this way. When really, if we were mindful, we would realize I'm feeling this way because this person is pushing my triggers. But in the end, it is my reaction to it that matters. They can't make me mad. They might be doing things that aggravate us, but they can't make us mad. No one else should have that control over you. You should be able to control that on your own and go, oh, hold up, hold up, wait a minute. That behavior makes me irritable. But I'm going to slow down. I'm going to pause. I'm going to realize even though my kids are fighting, they can't make me mad. I can allow myself to perceive and to process that behavior however I want to process it. And if I let it go and let it play out, it might get really ugly here. But if I pause, if I push pause when I start feeling uncomfortable, I can be intentional on my reactions. I can be intentional about things that bother me and I don't need to place the blame on someone else, on someone who's doing something that may not even be directed towards me. We need to take time and feel the emotion and then investigate our emotion. We need to figure out what it is that is going on that makes us angry. We need to identify our hot buttons, not say, you did this, you're making me mad. Does that make sense? When we stop blaming and we start being mindful and being self-aware and understanding ourselves, then we can take responsibility for our emotions. Which brings us to our next point on finding your hot buttons. Oh my goodness, you will see me write about and you will hear me talk about knowing and understanding your triggers. And these are triggers that will hit us in anxiety and depression and anger. They're all interconnected. They're locked in there together. And knowing what triggers you, what it is that makes you sad, what it is that makes you irritable, what it is that makes you nervous, what it is that makes you fearful, knowing your triggers is going to change your entire life. But it goes back to being mindful. Step two, be mindful. Know what your body is feeling. Because when you start to feel that discomfort, when you start to feel that you're scowling, when your heart is racing, when your blood is boiling, those are your triggers and you go, this particular thing pushes my buttons. 
it pushes my buttons. And I know that if I allow it to continue to push my buttons, I am going to respond negatively. I'm going to yell. I'm going to scream. I'm going to go back crazy unnecessarily. Because if I realized that that was my trigger, I would know how I can intentionally overcome it. Know your triggers. Why do you feel a certain way about something? For me, when I see my boys fighting, it makes me mad because I grew up an only child. I was so lonely most of the time. I didn't have many friends and I would have done anything to have a sibling to go through life with. And I see them fighting with each other, being unkind, and it makes me mad. It brings me back to that childhood hurt because I was so lonely and would have done anything for a sibling. And here it is, my boys are taking each other for granted and they are fighting with each other. Why can't you just love each other? Why can't you be kind? Do you know how lucky you are? Those are the things that go through my head. But it's funny because I hear other moms that have multiple kids and they're like, oh, yes, our kids do this. Apparently, this is normal. This is normal. Sibling rivalry is normal. It's how the kids learn to develop positive and negative interactions with each other, with the world. And they get the privilege of doing that in the family unit where they have parents that love on them and can guide them and can teach them, hey, this isn't kind. Let's respond this way. But instead of seeing that, I see... Why can't you be nice to each other? Do you know how fortunate you are? And my friends, that has nothing to do with my kids. That goes back to me. That goes back to the hurt I felt growing up being so alone and winning nothing more than what those boys have. That is a hot button for me. So what pushes your hot button? If you go back to episode one, yes, our very first podcast episode entitled Anger Trigger Confessions of 248 Real Moms, in that episode, I discuss how moms are angered, what they have confessed to as their anger triggers in parenting. And the number one thing that triggers us moms is noise. So what hot buttons do you have? What makes you angry? For me personally, things that make me angry are when I'm trying to work and my kid is doing his homework outside of my office and he's clicking his pen repeatedly over and over and over. That triggers me. Why? Because it's a noise. Why does noise trigger me? Because apparently I have a condition called misophonia, which you really, really need to listen to the episode on how to overcome noise triggers. It is mind-blowing. This might be you. It might be something that triggers you. So then... If I know that my kid clicking his pin makes me want to lash out irrationally, what can I do to be intentional? What do I need to do to overcome that hot button? But you can't be intentional unless you know your triggers. You can't know your triggers until you are mindful of how it is making your body react and respond. Does this make sense? All right. And then lastly, there's going to be times, mom, when you forget and don't push pause in time or when we haven't made mindfulness a habit, a daily and maybe an all day habit. When we haven't done that and and developed that ability to be mindful, we're going to lash out. We're going to lose it. There's times that we are just not going to handle the situation appropriately. And so what you need to do to take responsibility for those times, you haven't responded in a way that is respectful or makes you feel good, is to apologize. Apologize. How many times do we make our kids apologize to one another? A lot, right? And moms, we need to be the bigger person and make it right with our families, to make it right with the person that we've hurt. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till bedtime. 
do it immediately. As soon as you can calm down where you're mindful of what just happened, where you have been able to take time and process those feelings and you realize I probably did more damage than good here. I yelled at everyone. No good is going to come out of this. Then go and make it right with your kids. Eye to eye contact. Get down on their level. Tell them, you know what, mom shouldn't have responded that way. I allowed what you were doing to make me angry and I'm sorry that I blew up at you. I'm sorry that I didn't handle that well. I'm sorry that I blamed you. Whatever it is that you need to make right, make it right and ask your child's forgiveness and show them love and remind them that everybody makes mistakes, including mom. Give yourself grace, mama. Every challenge is an opportunity to start over and move forward with love and grace. And I know that with you here listening to this podcast, I know that is exactly your heart's desire. And I applaud you for that. You are doing a tremendous job. Taking responsibility for our reactions, for our emotions, for our feelings is never easy. But let me tell you, it will be so life-giving to you and to those around you. And it is worth the time. It is worth practicing a daily intention. It is worth practicing mindfulness. It is worth knowing your triggers. And it is worth all the I'm sorry's in the world to get to the point where you can own your emotions and you can learn how to work through them before they take control of you. Friends, thank you for spending your time with me today. I am so glad that you're here. Hopefully you have enjoyed the sound of the waves crashing up against the beach. But most of all, I hope this episode has helped you. If it has, the biggest compliment that you could give me is to share this. Please share this episode. Please share my podcast on social media. Tag me in it at Ms. Alicia Carlson. And go out today and be a world changer. Be a legacy maker. Make a difference in your family and know that you have got this. You have got this.